All right, guys, here we go. Huge episode of the Nordies podcast. We've got so much content for you this week. Metal Stand is going to be reality TV. We rewatched Doctor Strange. We've got all kinds of hot wrecks and all the news you need to know to keep the conversations going at your house. Here we go, Nordies podcast. Here we go, Nordies Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Uh, really well. I'm doing very well, all things considered. How are you, man? Hey, I'm so happy to be here podding with my buddies, uh, sharing our uh, the things that we love with our fans and with the world. Uh, we got lots to talk about today, lots of shows, lots of news, lots of things people should be watching. We're going to do a fun deep dive, and we're going to get back to the metal stand again this week. And then uh, tune in later this week when we're going to do a quick uh sports cast just a little sports short since sports aren't really happening right now on the viking schedule release so if you're a sports fan you're a vikings fan school vikings go check that out in a little bit um what do you guys think of the schedule dropping this week and how the nfl makes everything into a massive event yeah i thought i mean everyone is so excited about the schedule every year i think this one the things were a little bit tempered just due to the current climate of everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's really the only sports-related topic that anybody can talk about right now. You look at those September dates and you're like, hmm, is that really going to happen? Or is even, you know, is it going to happen? Or are people going to be in the stands by then? Who knows? Yeah, I don't think they will. But I think it would be fun if we can find a safe way, um, a responsible way to get sports on TV happening live. The fans would love it. And I'm not here saying people should be risking their health or others' health to do so. But if we can find safe, responsible ways to do so, it would be so great to get sports back on TV. It's All sports are largely, besides high school football, is like a televised event at this point. Way more people watching at home. That's where it lives. All right. So um, let's do this today. We got a big episode. Before we do that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean Podcast app or Spotify and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, thanks, guys. Um, so, we're drinking our own beers this week. I know you guys have some beers you're really excited about. Maybe I'll start because I'm a little less excited, not because it's not a cool beer, but... Um, I'm drinking Indeed's B-Aside Pills, okay? Yep. It's the High High one, the High High Collab, one of our favorite restaurant friends of the pod, High High. Um, yep. I have to tell you, that was the reason I grabbed this beer, because I wanted to support a cool local business like Indeed and High High in this time. Um, this is a Pilsner made with lemongrass, with ginger, with orange peel, and lemon peel added. It's got some of those Vietnamese flavors in this. Um, it's a really simple, fun drinking summery beer. Yeah, I was going to say those, all those flavors you described are very, uh, Southeast Asia. Yeah. I'm drinking something. So that's an infusion, right? So they take their B side pills and they're adding those things to it. Yep, so yep. I'm drinking something pretty damn similar actually, cause I'm drinking the modest one and they're doing a bunch of infusions that are super great right now. And this is their Supra. So that's their, you know, their lager and they added lime and sea salt. And it's one of my favorite infusions I've ever had. It's so delicious. Like, I have a new respect for infusions now. I used to be like, well, oh, they made it taste like that. Well, sure, but they didn't brew it like that. They just added the – it's like I could mix my beer with Kool-Aid. It might taste pretty good too. But now I'm kind of like there might be a little art to it. 
All right. Cool. Uh, for me, I'm I'm at Blackstack. Um, they released a Mother's Day beer called Dear Mama, and I'm not going to do a Tupac impression uh, with his mm-hmm. song, but it's a pretty cool label. It's got the Live, Laugh, Love graphic, almost like kind of making fun of it, but it still kind of works. Um, it's a double dry hop IPA. Um, I think you guys would really like this one. It's got a lot of like grapefruit and citrusy flavors in it. It's not too heavy with 7.1 ABV. Um, a little bit high there, but it's really good. Not hot. I love it. It's Do you delicious. think moms would like it? Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> it ain't really for the moms. It's more to drink. It's more like day. an homage to moms, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I love it. All right, guys. So here we go. We're going to start with Do We Care? There's lots of news this week and a lot of news that I believe that we really care about. So first Ooh. up, show that we have been talking about like crazy on here. One that we've been hot wrecking each and every week is fx's dave it's a little dickies show um, hey i'm dave based on his life based on his career he acts in it um with along with some of his friends he wrote it he directs it he does all he's incredibly creative and the show has been a smash hit for fx um i believe it's their most watched comedy ever is that right that seems crazy to me because didn't they have like it's always sunny and I don't know. They just have had been known to have a lot of great comedies. So this is surprising, but great news for us. Yeah. Coming back, it's renewed for season two. Um, It was a really good show. It was a lot of fun. I I thought we've talked about it at a great length on here, um, but I think it was uh, obviously everybody else listened to our podcast and also watched it. Do you guys think think it's going to get Emmys for like, or not Emmys, uh yeah emmys for yeah, like outstanding outstanding writing and comedy or something like that i think it will be nominated for best best comedy yeah um i'm not sure if gata did enough to be nominated for like a best supporting comedy actor because he just wasn't in it that much but he was fantastic like i would fucking vote for him like i thought that it was okay a show that i would compare it to and in how good it is and I would actually say, personally, I think this might be controversial with you guys, but personally, I thought it was slightly better than, um, oh gosh, what's the, Barry. Yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was in like the Barry category of it should be up for awards. It might not win them, but um, I think it's going to be very much acclaimed. And I think people um, will think that this was a, a really, really good comedy. I enjoyed it more than Barry, and I, I cared about the characters more than Barry. So I think I like it more than Barry. And, and you really like Barry. Yeah, Barry's great. Yeah, Dave's I, better. I feel the same way. I feel the exact same way as you do on that one. So I mean, that's I, I don't know if you can give you know much higher praise to a show, considering how much we all really enjoyed Barry, for the most part. I mean, there's some you know, a little rough around the edges at some point. But yeah. Barry's really good, and I thought this was better. And that's not ripping Barry. It's a compliment to Dave. Lil Dick yeah. is here to stay. He is a treat. He is um, extremely talented, and I'm sure he surprised even himself in his uh, ability <laughs> to write and act. Guaranteed. So it's coming back for season two. We can't wait. We care. Um, yeah, next up, in more serious news, um, Guy Fieri, uh, <laughs> the mayor of Flavortown himself, is going to be having a – uh, charity nacho cook-off against Bill Murray um, on the Food Network to raise money for 
COVID-19 and I'm assuming families and businesses, I, I believe. I, I miss, Eric, sorry to interrupt. I misspoke on that. I was just looking it up. It's for um, to help uh, restaurant workers that have been put out of a job. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. yeah, for sure. And um, I heard that he, uh, Guy Fieri's already raised like $20 million for restaurants. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like he's doing amazing work to keep people afloat. So, you know, um, Guy Fieri, we we actually heard bad stuff about him. That's so weird because like, you, you know, we've heard some anecdotal stories and then like you read the stuff on the internet that people have interacted with him. But then like when the California fires were happening, he literally had a tent set up with like 10 grills and he was cooking food for all of the firefighters, didn't have cameras there, was just doing it on his own. And then you hear a story like this where he's he's trying to raise money for people. And it's like, which which one are you, man? Well, maybe, maybe he's made the right positive changes and we should give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm yeah, just going to choose to enjoy his bullshit. I'm on on his bullshit. I like it. He never, he never did anything to me. So I'm a Fury yeah. fan. Everything, everything we've we've heard that's negative about him is all hearsay, right? right? So, um, but yeah, I, he he does really cool stuff like raising money. So, uh, props to him. Um, yeah, we all care about that as well. Uh, and then moving on to another thing that we care about a lot: uh, Mandalorian, a show that we all loved. One of the reasons we all went out and got um, Disney Plus right away. Um, we have found out that it is still on track to be completed and put out in October. Um, a couple other things we know. Um, what's her name? Ahsoka Tano. Is that her name? Yeah. Ahsoka Tano uh, is going to be in the show. We talked about that a few weeks ago. We also now know that Boba Fett will be in the show. He will be played by the character who was Jango Fett. Was that his name? Jango yeah. Fett. He was going to be played by the guy who was Jango Fett in the prequel movies. He's going to return for a small role in um, Mandalorian. So a couple interesting characters from the past and from the future of the Star Wars universe are going to join up with Mandalorian. And I think Mandalorian is about to take a step into um, must-watch television. And it's funny that you mentioned the time that we bought the Disney plus package. Do you guys remember about the, the month that that happened? It was right around the end of August and early September, right? Okay. So when does the, when does the renewal come up right um, around then? And then when does the show drop? In October? <laughs> oh, all I know is that I'm going to have Disney plus forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to complain about it for about six months every year. And then yeah. the other six months I'm going to be happy about it. Okay. No, that's fair. Until we get through all these Marvel movies, and then you're really going to have nothing to watch on there. Yeah, but do you want to know what the thing is? There's um, uh, Marvel and Star Wars and uh, Disney princesses um, are just like, what they actually are is they're just money machines that print money for Disney with big old Mickey Mouses on them. And Mm -hmm. they will never stop making those movies unless they find something that we like even more. Yep, fair enough. Um, Um, Hey, quick, Eric, before you move on, yeah. Did have you been watching Clone Wars? Yes, but I'm not. We're going to talk about that in Hot Rex. Beautiful. I will wait. Yeah. Um, next up, Borderlands uh, movie is going to be coming out. Borderlands is a popular video game series. This is going to be starring Kate Blanchett. Do we know who is uh, directing this? Yeah, um, Eli Roth. If you remember him, he made some like 
horror movies that made a big splash. Like he, I think he made Hostel, right? Um, which everyone, I don't know, I guess liked at the time. I'm sure it's garbage if we try to watch it now. I don't think Eli Roth is a talented dude at all, but um, I mean, the fact that Kate Blanchett it might be signing on gives it some credence. I'm, I've never played the Borderlands games. Ryan, you've played them, haven't you? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a few of them actually. Okay, it's like post-apocalyptic, but kind of silly and hyper-violent and bright and cartoony. Yep, yep. super okay. bright and cartoony and very silly. I think I'm gonna hate this fucking movie. I'm not gonna see it. I already know. Okay, I don't okay. care. It will be. It will be definitely. I think it'll be entertaining, but I think it'll definitely be hard to watch. Like that color palette and some of the voices and and the characters are just like disgusting and yeah. intentionally disgusting because it's fun in a video game to like take your rifle and slay the big fat green bleeding blob you know that's right. running at you and claptrap is kind of funny like your little sidekick assistant um but other than that i think it's going to be kind of difficult to watch okay okay um next up a uh, movie that we're all probably really excited about it's called ball and chain it's starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. They're going to star in a superhero movie. It's called Ball and Chain, and it's all about the fact that they are a bickering couple who is handed superpowers, and they must get along to use them. I That sounds like the worst movie I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what's redeeming about this. I think that they're hoping what's redeeming is the word superhero. But if, if a superhero movie isn't based off some existing ip that people have you know enjoy or part of a larger story it usually sucks right can you think of a one-off superhero that was from a screenplay that's oh, been that, any good oh i know um that one that will smith was in that no that movie sucked yeah. and i think that yeah that, that i think was for a screenplay so that's a good example um but this super, sounds like all this sounds like all of the worst parts of hancock yeah yeah i this movie sounds horrible. Um, to me, I really want to know what Emily Blunt and The Rock thought when they were like, so you guys, it's ball and chain. And uh, yeah, you guys are going to be a bickering couple and you're going to get superpowers, but you need to get along to use them. But guess what? You can't that easily and hilarity ensues. And they were like, tell us more. Tell us how much you're paying us, I think is really what the conversation started and ended at. That is horrible. I can't believe This makes me think that Emily Blunt dies in... Uh, Quiet Place 2 or something. That'd be fine with me. I think she's going to have to. Um, <laughs> I, I don't disagree with anything that you guys are saying. And I think that it must be a movie that's going to be based on like points, right? And they get paid on how much it's going to make. And Emily Blunt was like, well, it, The Rock just prints money when he goes to make movies, uh, at least lately. So mm. why not hop on board? See what can happen. I think The Rock makes all bad movies, and I hate to say it, but I just like I can't even think of a movie that he's made in a long time. And if Did you're like Hobbs and Shaw, if your answer is um, Jumanji, like come on, like no, but I'm what I'm saying is those aren't good movies. There was a few funny moments, but they didn't involve The Rock, and the movie made a billion dollars worldwide. No, I get it. I know he. Ma I know what he does, and I know his appeal. He's like Adam Sandler. <laughs> he's like he's become the new Adam Sandler, which is shocking. Where like. He's beloved by kids everywhere. He probably is a regular winner of Nickelodeon awards and <laughs> makes a, a just disgusting amount of money to make movies that I personally can't stand. Yeah. Okay. That's completely fair. 
Hobbs um, and Shaw, though, was pretty good. All right. Uh, so speaking of movies um, that we're really excited about, um, the straight-to-website movie, The King of Staten Island, is on its way. Now, this movie is the latest in the series of Judd Apatow um, heartwarming comedy movies. Um, this one stars, it's it's a, a loose um, story telling the life and times of Pete Davidson. Living on Staten Island, his father dies, a firefighter in 9-11, and he has a bunch of destructive behaviors and um, befriends firefighters and sings, Ari, or sings uh, Wallflower songs. You watched the trailer, I see. Did, did watch the trailer. They really went for the almost famous moment. Mm, yes. Wow, they did. One headlight in the bar, drunk. That was their almost famous moment that they're going for. Tiny Dancer is a better song, but yeah, yeah, good song. I, I think this. I'm actually excited for this movie. I do care. I've been kind of following the production of it. Pete Davidson to me isn't that funny, but he's such an interesting character, just as a person. That he like he does a stand up, and I watch it just to see what he's gonna say, even though I laughed like two times. You know what I mean? So I'm curious. I want to see what he can do. I want to see if he can act. Um, Judd Apatow took a risk on him, although the movie, the budget is tiny. The movie is an indie movie. It's still Judd Apatow's time is worth a lot of fucking money. So can I ask you, does the indie ending to this movie, is it Pete Davidson in his apartment or Pete Davidson walking down the street? The, well, it's going to be like every Judd Apatow movie and have five endings and it's going to be two and a half hours long. Go watch like funny people or knocked up and they just do not know when to end these movies. Okay. That my only problem with Pete Davidson is that the only time I really like Pete Davidson is when he's like breaking character and laughing on SNL. So Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) Yeah. I just like when he is laughing and he makes everyone else around him laugh. Like that's, that's likable, but that's really the only time I think he's very funny. So, and it's also means he's doing a very bad job because he's not supposed to be doing that. I don't really think I care about this, but if that's it's fine. Good, I might. I care. And also, the the opening joke in the trailer is rough to like watch. Like it made the me knock feel knock horrible. joke thing. Yeah, I know. Let knock knock. Who's there? Not your dad. Like oh Jesus! Wow. Yeah. We'll All see right, how it plays in the movie. Now, guys, do something that we do really care about. That's Ooh. this week in Nick Cage news. Oh, oh, yeah. So uh, in Big Nick Cage news, um, the third National Treasure movie is in production. And I have to tell you guys, as a, a hater of Nicolas Cage and a person who thinks that not only can he not act, he can't act as well as I can. That's how bad Nicolas Cage is, in my opinion. Um, I still like the National Treasure movies, even with him sabotaging them. Well, sadly, with the National Treasure movies, he was the best part. Um, Yeah, he's awful, and I still enjoyed the National Treasure movies. Actually, who's the sidekick? The, like, smarmy guy that was in uh, The Hangover as the the fiancé? Oh, that guy sucks. He went nowhere. No, but he was, like, funny in the National Treasure movies. Yeah, he was better in that. And then I feel like in The Hangover, they're like, dude, this is our least... This is this guy's got no talent. Let's just hide him he's, on a roof the so, entire time. So bad, we're gonna have he's him get sunburned on a roof. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's coming. But then, in even bigger Nicolas Cage news, we found out that he is going to be playing Joe Exotic. I love this casting. 
this movie is going to be such a train wreck and we're going to have to watch it. It's going to be so essential. It will be. It'll be honestly, when we did some dream casting here, we were talking about people like David Spade. Um, uh, Who else were we, were we throwing around? I felt like we had some good options and I don't know why none of us came up with Nick Cage because he like, he, the thing is he can act and he has been good in a couple things. Like, He's an Oscar-winning actor for leave, you know, leaving Las Vegas, which was a long time ago. But um, I think he can bring some depth to it. He was good in The Rock. Yeah. Do you know who I think it should be? I've I've come up with a new person. Okay, you know when people get like a second chance in in Hollywood, it happens all the time. Yep. Okay. So this person is my second chance person, and I would rather watch them play Joe Exotic, and that is Sean William Scott. <laughs> I don't hate that. Sean Williams, stop. bring him back. Where has he been? He, um, I feel like he officially gave up. So he's going to be playing like a gay stiffler. A gay, drug-fueled stiffler. From the South? I mean, this would be a stretch for him. I, I, I would be more excited about that. Nick Cage right. already has the Southern accent in, in the bag, right? He's just dust off the Con Air accent, and he's right in. Oh, he, it's it's the Con Air character again. Another great movie. All right, guys. Uh, lastly, something uh, interesting at the very least. Tom Cruise is filming a movie in the International Space Station. We don't know what it is yet, but we know it's going to be over the top. Technically, I- technically, we don't know that it's going to be in the ISS, but we... All we know is that he's going to be working with Elon Musk to try and film the first movie fully filmed in outer space. Whatever. Yeah. That is. This sounds so stupid to me. I, I, yeah, I agree. It sounds so stupid. Like I, I'm, I'm like, I can't wait for it to be a disaster. Well, let's not say that. Cause that makes it sound like eight people are going to die. Um, Did you guys know Tom Cruise does his own stunts? <laughs> apparently he's actually going to space i feel like he he made a deal with xenu a while ago like five years ago he's like that's it xenu we gotta take it to the next level we're I'm, you're gonna get me to space and he like somehow made it happen yeah he's uh, and that just makes him one step closer to xenu Can so we, maybe he's gonna get picked up it's a big ploy to get closer xenu can't enter the atmosphere or something can we just um can we just remember the moment that he jumped on the couch on that show? Like Oprah or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That was an unbearable moment. That was truly psycho and scary. <laughs> he, was going, he was going through some things, Eric. Okay. He was so in love. He was so in love. He was so in love. He had to jump on the couch. Like what was that? Meanwhile, Katie Holmes was in a, living in a fucking nightmare and got out of there as soon as possible. Katie Holmes, um, somehow escaped the cage one night and got out of there. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time to move on to hot wrecks. Hot wrecks. Yeah. There's a lot of them this week. Lots of things to talk about. Um, we're going to start out with a show that came out on Hulu that you guys were talking about. Um, it's called solar opposites. Did either of you guys check out Hulu's solar opposites? Yeah, dude. I, so, you know, we talked a little bit about this. It's an animated show for adults. It's got, F words in it. And it's written by Justin Roiland voiced. He voices a bunch of characters. It's kind of like a, 
it and it is even in the same animation style as Rick and Morty. So it feels like a Rick and Morty spinoff, although they're t- entirely different production companies. So there sh- there shouldn't be allowed to be any kind of crossover. So if you like Rick and Morty, this is like kind of like a dumber Family Guy version of that. But I I was laughing like I liked the first episode. I'm gonna keep watching it. Um, I'll check back in if I eventually think it just probably does suck and quit. But people were really torn. Like some people thought it was super funny. They watched the whole season. Some people were like, this is, this is a ripoff. It sucks. I don't really know where I am yet, but I like the first episode. All right. Uh, it's a wreck from you. It's, I think it's a wreck. Go watch the first one and then tell me what you guys thought. Okay. All right. Well, friend of the pod, Tyler, um, sent an email to us telling us we need to watch star Wars clone wars on Disney plus. Right. This is a show you dabbled in, but you thought was um, pretty boring. Yes. I, tried I to watch watched it. all of season one and a couple episodes of season two. I tried to watch it with my kids, but it's pretty dry for children. Like, especially, you know, I have like four and six year old kids. So when they start talking about the international trade Federation won't put up with this Dooku, it's like, okay, they're tuning the fuck out fast. <laughs> and so um, are you to be fair so yeah and i did too right so i tuned out as well because there's a lot of filler episodes and you know this is a kid show right so like they you know back in the day they'd have a, a half hour show it'd have to be on every week for like half the fucking year so there'd be like 40 episodes of it and a bunch of it is crap it's one-off stuff it's like r2d2 goes on a little side of he falls out of a ship and he has to get back and it, he has wacky misadventures so what Tyler did is streamlined it and made us an entire spreadsheet, which is amazing. First and of all, I'm kind of offended I wasn't included in the spreadsheet, but carry on. Well, we'll have to send you. Well, I'll send you this. In fact, if anybody wants the spreadsheet that's listening, DM me on the Instagram and I may be able to share it with you because it goes through and it says this is a must watch. This is a should watch. This is a entertaining whatever. And this is a skipper. So like I'm going to watch should and must watch episodes and that narrows it down to like, I don't know, whatever, 20 episodes instead of 180 or something, you know? I, I'm skipping, like, I think through the first 20 episodes, I've watched like four or five of them. Okay. And at no point have I, I mean, I've watched the Star Wars movies, so I like loosely know what's going on. And I've mm-hmm. never been like, what? What's happening here? Yeah. Like, it's a kid show. They like do a little wrap up of what, what's going on. And then you just hop right in and you're like, all right, I get it. Yeah. I, I'm actually really, really enjoying it. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's well done. It's well written. It's just kind of like, I don't know who it's for. It's clearly for adults, male. It's for, for adults. For <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, that's, for we know who it's for. It's for whatever all Star Wars is for. They just sort of make it seem like it's going to be for kids. And it's not. Yeah. It's, it, this is not a kid's show at all. It's too, it's too advanced. Um, the animation is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. The characters are fun. There's some major characters you know, and some major characters that you are just getting to know. And uh, so far, um, where I'm at through a few episodes, I'm actually really enjoying it. So I agree. If anyone wants to get in on this watch, um, it looks overwhelming. This is something that I would hard pass on if I didn't have someone to do this for me. So thanks, Tyler. And uh, yeah, if you want to join us on the watch, it's it's uh, actually pretty fun. Can I ask a, a sidetracking question for just, just a moment? Yeah. Jimbo or Eric, has anyone ever done what Tyler did 
for the Clone Wars for Lost. Mm. They should. Wow. <laughs> you could Eric. just skip. Is this character important? No? Okay, skip their entire episode about their past and their stealing of diamonds or something. But I mean, like, someone that is like, you, you watch these 30 specific episodes and it's really fantastic, but everything I, else is garbage. I bet, I bet that exists. I bet there's, like, a YouTube version of Lost 2 that they're, like, all season one of Lost in two hours or something. You know, like, you could do those kind of things. Those shows, like, in the past... And I'm going to talk a little bit about this as we move on in this day. Um, all past shows was just like, how can we make a 24 episode season? Right. Mm-hmm. And that is so, that is gone. Yes. Gone. Thank God. Um, all right, guys. Sticking. Okay. So by the way, Clone Wars, uh, is that a wreck for you guys right now? Because it is for me. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm enjoying it. That's how I get the spreadsheet. I, I think it's you really the spreadsheet. Cool. I think people should be checking it out. I think if you like Star Wars at all, um, it's a lot of fun. So definitely a wreck. All right. Uh, and then keeping it in the Star Wars family to celebrate May the 4th be with you. Um, Disney Plus dropped Rise of Skywalker. And so I did watch it. Did you guys watch it last week? I haven't yet. No, I didn't. So Rise of Skywalker um, came out. I, I saw it in theaters. I was pretty disappointed like other people were. Um, and on second watch, I actually really enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, Ray is about as cool of a female hero as I've ever seen in a series. She is so badass. It's, it is absolutely absurd and not to a point like Captain Marvel where it was annoying. Um, she was believable as a Jedi, but, um, everything with her and Kylo Ren is electric on the screen and if it wasn't for them forcing emperor palpatine back into the story i think this movie would have been a big winner everything was good except for that um on second watch i really really enjoyed it so you don't think that was a good call in the end palpatine coming back was the worst part of the whole last three movies it was it was really stupid because that seems to be the trend now like nobody really dies so darth maul isn't dead um clearly cut in half and fell down a hole. You know, we got Boba Fett didn't die somehow didn't die in the Sarlacc pit. And now we got the emperor who they were really like shifty on how that even happened. They just like mentioned clones and we're all like, okay. So that seems to be a problem now. I think it's because they spent 25 years making money off of those original characters but not the kind of money that they could make off of those characters in the last decade. Yeah. And so it's just like, well, we could still just like bring him back and like make money off of them. Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like professional wrestling where they're like, and fighting in the main event, a 64 year old Hulk Hogan. And you're like, what? Like, how does that even happen? Like I didn't, you know, it's kind of like the movie, the wrestler. It's just like <laughs> shit from the past is, you know, easier than making up something new and interesting. And so, yeah, except, except even, and then in the WWE situation, Hulk Hogan wins and you're like, Oh, that's yeah. not cool. You're like, Oh, guys do like double flips and he just does a leg drop. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Rise of Skywalker came out. Um, I think the, oh, rescore it, Eric. Um, it's far from perfect. I think it's an 81. That's a pretty solid score. It's an 81. 
I liked it. It was a lot of fun. And it's just because Ray and Kylo do all the heavy lifting. They are captivating. And the shots are so beautiful. Um, I know that it was on the previews for months leading up to it. But their lightsaber battle um, on Endor or whatever on the, the Death Star with the waves crashing on them. And they're, you know, they're soaking wet and they're under the waves with their lightsabers lit up. It was such a captivating, cool scene. And yeah, and uh, I think the one thing that people hated was that people love fan service, but then if there's fan service, they complain about fan service, you know? True. And so they had to bring every character back. They had to give every character a voiceover or a, a, a force ghost or whatever, you know, everyone had to have a reason to come back and it got a little overwhelming, but when you stuck to the real plot of the movie, like the bones of the movie was, was Ray and Kylo and they are amazing. What a great story those two are. Cool. Love yeah. it. Well, I'll, I'll watch it soon, man. Um, all right, guys, I did watch some other stuff. Um, I'm going to save one that I think we all watched for last. Um, but I did watch a show on Apple Plus or Apple Care or Apple TV or ITV or whatever they're calling their free TV network called okay. Defending Jacob. Yeah, I saw this. That's with uh, Chris Evans, right? Chris Evans. Yeah. Um, this show sucks. Don't worry. <laughs> so bad. All right. Just so all right perfect. Serious. Chris Evans has a teen kid who is like maybe murdered someone or maybe he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he like is like the DA or something. And he's like manipulating and destroying evidence to like protect his kid. It's horrible. It's, skip right. it. it's an absolute skip. It's, it's an anti-rec. Don't watch it. Um, Apple currently doesn't know what they're doing with making television, even though they know how to make everything else. Defending Jacob, total bust. Well, that's just one thing to add about. So when people were so hyped about Apple TV, like, oh, man, they got all this money. Like, you know, they've made all this great stuff. I'm like, who thinks that they can produce television? Like, why are we convinced they're going to put together a good a good team to make a show? And they didn't. All their shit sucks except for Morning Show, which is, I mean, you know, for certain people, it's great. Yeah, I think they, I think they just had to dip their toe in the water, though, right? I mean, the first stuff that Netflix probably produced wasn't very good, like and, House of Cards. No, but that wasn't like their their flagship show. Like initially, you know, there was other stuff. I think The Get Down came before, you know, uh, House of Cards. So no, it didn't. No way. Okay, well, Anyways. fair enough. I, I think, like you know, I, you got to try some things before you figure out what works. And I'm okay with them producing crappy stuff now as long as it leads to better shows and the morning show wasn't even that good realistically um but i think um you know as long as they're going to continue to try and get better and if we see them start to hire you know good writers and good directors then we can start to pay attention true all right uh, i also watched netflix's never have i ever which ryan is watching as well oh did you finish it yep finished it um it's fine I think it's great. It was it's it's fun. It's it's like a positive. It's game. lighthearted. You don't have to take it too seriously. It's well written. The jokes are funny. Um, you you kind of like you know it's the 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 story follows a, an Indian girl in high school trying to figure out you know her way in life and a lot of stuff you don't understand culturally. So it's kind of fun to learn those things. Yeah, it was a pretty fast watch. I mean, I just kind of had it on when I was working, finished the whole thing. Um, I'm going to 
I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a wreck. I'm gonna give it a wreck. It was. Yeah, it's a soft wreck, but a wreck. Yeah, yeah. It's short and easy. All right. So I did watch another Netflix show. This is uh, one of the major shows coming out of Belgium. All right. So this week in bad <laughs> Netflix TV, I watched Netflix's Into the Night. Okay. Mm. So if we rewind back to last week, my This Week in Bad Netflix TV from mostly from Europe, it seems like, um, was the rain. called The Rain, which was about a poison rain that fell and like killed people everywhere. And it was like <laughs> kind of a copy of, of, um, of uh, gosh, what's that zombie show? Walking Dead. Walking Dead. It was kind of a copy of Walking Dead. Um, it was Okay. <laughs> okay was as far as I'd be willing to go. So Into the Night is kind of similar, all right? Uh, what what this show is about is that these people are in the airport. They all have their own weird stories. They're all a very diverse bunch of people. And you kind of sort of, before you know them, you follow them onto this airplane. And there's this frantic NATO soldier who's an Italian soldier, real intense guy, who is super panicked and wants a one-way ticket as far west as he can go. And one, who lets this creepy dude on a plane? But they do. He gets a ticket and he steals a gun. He like beats up an officer, steals his gun and sprints onto this plane that's headed to like the U.S. from Belgium. And he gets on the plane and he just holds the plane hostage. And he's like, we need to leave now. You need to get in the air. You need to fly west now because... I, I heard some stuff is going to happen. The sun is going to rise. And when the sun comes, it's going to kill everyone that it touches. Okay. Now that's a oh really good premise. I know. Um, so the show is all about this group of people on this plane and the people in the world are all dying and they are just trying to outrun the sun, circling the globe, stopping at different airports, stopping at military bases, stopping wherever they can to get supplies medical equipment gas. stay on the dark side of the earth all the time yes and it's only six episodes um it was a lot like lost to me the show lost but they're pretty much only on a plane instead of starting on a plane um i think that having it be six episodes actually was a better thing so it was a pretty quick and easy watch um i would say it's a wreck i didn't really? love it. yeah yeah, yeah. It, like this is definitely like you're working from home and you are able to get work done while you still have a show on. This is great for that. Okay. okay. All right. I mean, I think it's like a cool premise. Like I could imagine it being a short story, which translates well to like a mini series, which this is, there's not gonna be season two. No, there's for sure going to be a season two. Okay. Um, and like, like the whole thing is that they're, they kind of sort of are getting communication from people. There's a few people that they can find that are alive. At one point, they intercept a, a call from a Russian cosmonaut in space who's alive. And they go to like government facilities and they kind of like. And they're get, like, fuck it, pick them up. Yeah, they're just like trying to like, they're trying to like get clues about what the, what to do and where to go and like how they can save themselves but like they're not experts at anything and they're all kind of like these flawed people and kind of like lost you go flashback version person by person and get their story a little bit and why they're like this weird person so um it's a wreck it's not a huge wreck um guys we are going to run out of tv shows like for yep. real pretty soon yep. i'm i'm telling you this is good enough to watch when you run out of tv shows like all right 
I'll keep bad. it in the back pocket then. Yeah, like if if you're if you're looking for a show, Into the Night was was fun enough. Um, again, it's a dubbed show. It's done. You know, I I don't even know what language they're originally speaking. I think they're speaking French and they're speaking Belgian and they're like speaking a few different languages on it. So I watched it in English. It didn't bother me one time. I know some of you weirdos out there think that's the most annoying thing ever, but settle down. It's yeah. fine. Just watch subtitles. They're better. Yeah. So Into the Night. Um, there you go. Netflix. Uh, it's a wreck. It's not a huge wreck, but it was better than The Rain. Actually, okay. I think it was better than um, Never Have I Ever as well. All right. All right. And then finally, um, we've talked too much about what we do in the shadows. We're all totally on board. It is a wreck. It continues to be a wreck. Um, but I do want to just talk to you guys about the current title holder of television right now. Yeah. And that is The Last Dance on ESPN. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, there's nothing else. The Last Dance is premier television. I mean, you you gotta you gotta like harken back to the '90s, right? And you gotta think about how inaccessible Michael Jordan was at that time, and probably still is to a certain degree. And now we're getting this like inside analysis from him, and like almost uh, like a scary amount of like detailed memory of the things that were going on um, during the bulls run um, through their six championships, you know, divided uh, between those two stints and it's unbelievably compelling entertainment. Um, Even though it's like, you know, biased towards, you know, Jordan and everybody was trying to wrong him um, in a little way. Um, It's still like, just, just super compelling to listen to him, like nitpick the matchups and like the the Gary Payton episode when he's laughing, like uh, <laughs> no Gary Payton, he didn't bother me at all. Like yeah. like that stuff was just just fantastic, and I love every second of it. I think that the scene that I loved the most was the footage of the Dream Team scrimmaging each other and him and Magic just at each other's throats. Um, I thought that was about as good of television as I've seen in 2020. I like that too. And I agree. And it, it kind of in that same vein about how they set up while Jordan was filming uh, space jam, they set up the Jordan gym and it was like a full court basketball gym inside this, like, I don't know, like, it's kind of like a hockey dome, like a ho- hockey bubble that we have here. And it had like weight sets and the full court and dumbbells and the whole thing for him to work out. And then he would get up, super early in the morning, film Space Jam all day, and then fly in all of these like NBA A-listers and they would scrimmage. Like Patrick Ewing, Glenn Rice, uh, 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 Anthony Mason, Luke Longley, some of the Bulls guys came. Like it was, it was incredible to watch that they were scrimmaging. And then he would go like lift weights and then have to get up early in the morning and start shooting the film again. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. The show, if people aren't watching it, it's just, it is as good as it gets. What, a, what an amazing documentary. And what a fun look back at the 80s and the 90s. You know, the one thing that, that sticks out to me a little bit is you mentioned the Dream Team. I mean, there was no chance any other team was going to beat this team. Did people just sort of stop caring because the U.S. was so dominant? Because now you can't even get NBA players to go do it. It's like, 
is it too easy or do what do people just not care? Do they not market it the same? I mean, you could have a team like that every four years, right? Yeah, Ryan, you're probably getting ready to go back for like your junior or senior year of college during this. Um, what what do you 90, remember? Ninety two. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think that the thing with the dream team was that we, people forget is that it is um, all pro players for the first time. Yeah, I was going to say they used to have the amateur guys, and then oh, okay, and that was the first year. That explains it all. Okay, this was like the world just excited to get to watch the best players in the world play, and that was that was kind of shortly after David Stern had taken over the NBA, and so he had a lot to do with that in terms of international marketing of his like obviously biggest star players. And if you remember, like, Tony Kukoc, like, 18-year-old Tony Kukoc was, like, the best player not on the Dream Team, like, in the tournament. (laughs) Right. So they were always going to murder everybody. It was just such a novelty to see all these superstars get together. Whereas now, there's been six more of them or whatever it's been, and everyone's sort of over it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And the guys, they're, they're pretty worn out by the time this comes around, so... Yeah, it was just it was just exciting to see this collection of talent go travel and be on tour. Okay. All right, Is guys. there anyone on that dream team that's not in the Hall of Fame? Um, probably. I, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, it's like Clyde Drexler, Magic Johnson, John Paxton, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley. Like, I mean, the, <laughs> the list yeah. is pretty deep. Uh, I don't know Isaiah Thomas, though. Yeah, no idea. Um, all right, so let's get to our Marvel rewatch, guys. Yeah, cool. So this week uh, in Marvel rewatch, we watched Doctor Strange. All right, so the first Doctor Strange movie, our first real introduction to Doctor Strange and Benedict Cumberbatch's character as Stephen Strange. Um, I liked this movie on first watch, and I think I liked it even more on second watch. Okay. I'm going to go the other way. I like this on my initial watch, and I liked it even less on mm. this watch. I thought it was super boring. Yeah. I, Ryan, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you on this one. I didn't love it the first time. I didn't love it this time. I don't know if I liked it less or more. Um, not a lot of surprises in this movie. It all seems kind of straightforward. Um, the, the abstract visuals are cool. I will say that, that like those are fun to watch, but you know, a lot of it is just like they, they saw Inception and like, yeah, let's just use that. And so then every time I watch all those like city bending and folding scenes, I'm just kind of like rolling my eyes. And not, not only that, I thought like the story went so fast, like he was introduced to the temple and then like he read a couple books mm-hmm. and then was like stealing books from the library using his magical powers. And I was like, yep. and then he's holding his own against the big bad guy in a fight. How did he, he, when did he learn to do that? There wasn't even like, can we get the training montage? You know, can we get the, yeah. you know, like yeah, that? But, well, but if you remember, he figured out right away that he could read books while he slept, like his spirit or whatever, his mm-hmm. whatever realm being could like read and stay up all night while his body slept right but reading and executing are two very different things and we didn't even get to see him learning to like use those powers yeah to do that 
I liked it, and it's also going to be important in building the MCU, even years in advance, as Mordo is going to definitely be a critical villain, where Shang-Chi is going to come directly into this part of the universe, mm-hmm. and maybe feud with a character like Mordo. Um, this is going to be an introduction to Eastern Marvel, uh, and they're just years ahead of themselves on that. And so, But here's I- my problem with that, with that, okay? For one, just give me one second here. So... Um, this is the, our introduction to Eastern. Okay, so he goes to some I, very generic Eastern place. I don't. Do you? Can you guys tell me what country he was in? Well, didn't they say it was in Kathmandu? Okay, it, I don't it, remember it, that, but probably. So I thought there was a little thing on the bottom of the screen that said Kathmandu, Nepal, or something like that. So who but, are the people that have come out of that academy? Who are the the named characters that have magical powers? There's black dude from London. Mortar. There's white guy from New York. Yeah, there's um, English woman, or I guess she's Welsh or whatever it was, Scottish or something. And then there's, um, well, whatever Welsh. the fuck Mads Mikkelsen is, but he's he's Eastern European. So and where they, are the Asian dudes? And there's the Asian Wong, and they name him fucking Wong. Yeah. A little weird. Um, no, I agree. Um, but that's why I'm saying, I think, that- and not, sorry, not only that, they made Wong the librarian. Yeah. They, I mean, he's going to be a more enduring character than a lot of these other guys were, which is great. And we've seen that he's popped up in other stuff, but in watching this movie, they sure seem like they just had to find one Asian person to put in it. I do think though, that sometimes that, um, that they are, uh, their hands are slightly tied with, um, the writing of the comics canon yeah you know like they they're 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 trying to stay true to the stories that people know and love while also adding on piece by piece and Mm. so i think sometimes when they slow play things we get impatient and you know like they introduce things and then five years later it pays off and i just think that we're going to get some of that with this movie um they obviously needed the magic aspect they needed the time aspect, and I think some of the, um, you know, specifically Chinese, but East Asian, Southeast Asian canon is going to come into play because of a lot of these things that they've kind of set in motion at this time. And so I think Benedict Cumberbatch is very gifted as an actor. I know a lot of people dislike him for some reason, but I think he is very good. And I thought Stephen Strange was just enough of an asshole um, but also someone that you found yourself um, cheering for as they were attempting to discover their powers a little bit. I agree with that part. Like yeah. the, battle, the fight against uh, against Mads Mikkelsen and his crew was great because literally numerous times he should die, but the cape saves him, you know, or like mm-hmm. something happens that he stumbles into and like he's just kind of lucky enough and brave enough to like – work his way through a battle that he has no business winning. Okay. I, I can't say that I necessarily enjoy that. I mean, this, this felt like Captain Marvel to me. Like mm-hmm. it was uh, like you said, they were slow playing it, but I felt like they absolutely rushed it way too fast. And I'm not saying they should have made a three hour movie, but I'm saying he was rushed into his abilities very quickly and then you just accepted it and it was like oh okay i guess he can do the circle uh, time warp thingy um 
I, I, I didn't really particularly enjoy it. I almost fell asleep watching it once. Um, had to turn it off and come back the next day because it was just not that compelling. I've loved everything we've watched um, pretty much after Iron Man 3, um, except for Ultron. And then this, for me, is a big step back. And I'm not trying to be a downer. I, I'm really not. I, I I think I agree with your take on Benedict. Um, I thought Rachel McAdams was fine. Um, but I just felt the story was uh, a, like a 40% score on Rotten Tomatoes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I would have given it like a 76. Not the, not the overall movie. I would give the overall movie like a 60. But the story itself is a rotten in my opinion. Yeah. The writing is, is tough. Um, yeah, I'll probably give it like a 64 right yeah. in there. I mean, we'll know probably more when we finish everything. We'll look back and we'll say, Hey, is there a way for someone to, to really understand the MCU and skip some of these? And I don't know that we'll be able to tell people to skip Dr. Strange, even if it's not great, because it, like Eric said, it is really important in their world building magic this is their introduction of magic there's the time stone this is i i completely agree with all of that it it was absolutely necessary i just thought the story was pretty crap yeah i agree all right next up we have one that i'm not looking forward to okay one that Mm -hmm. i didn't have a great first experience with um maybe you guys were different than i was and that is guardians of the galaxy 2 i i like this movie i'm excited I can't wait. I just don't like the the dad. Kurt let's Russell not, is so good in this, dude. What are you talking about? Let's not give it away because I don't want anyone who's watching with us. I don't want to ruin it for them. But okay. um, he was my my issue in this. So All right. um, I'm excited. I might even watch it tonight. Um, but looking forward to continuing on with our Marvel rewatch. And guys, I want to pose this question to our listeners and to you guys. We're going to finish up this Marvel rewatch. And I think that the rewatch has been really fun. And considering I think quarantine is going nowhere, or at least a a loose at minimum, stay at home. um, What is a future um, rewatch that we could do? I think we have three options come to mind immediately. Harry Potter, Star Wars, or Lord of the Rings. Ooh, those are the three I thought. Um, I'd be most excited about Potter. Um, I, I don't know much about Lord of the Rings. I've kind of watched them all in like different chunks, I feel like. So maybe that one. Um, but yeah, all of, I kind of want to just do all of them by the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, we're not going to be done with this with Marvel though for another two months. Yeah. I'd be I'd be down with I'd be down with Harry Potter, except like having recently read the books, I'm gonna be very annoyed watching the movies. Well, and you watch the movies too. Yeah, I watched most of them. Yeah, and I did too. So I'm reading I'm I've now, I'm reading with my kids, and the books are just amazing. We don't need to get into it, but damn, are they so fucking good. They're so much better. They're incredible. So we're halfway through book four, which sort of means I'd be like, all right, I gotta watch you know, movie two again, I just watched it. Um, I lean towards Lord of the Rings because I, I watched all of them one day when I was sick, the, like the three movies, the extended versions, four Jesus. hours each. And I still didn't understand the story. 
I watched them back to back. So maybe if I if I watch it and Ryan can explain it each each time, that'd be great. I just think that Gandalf is such a wimp. What? Yeah, he's kind of lame. He's like he's like lame, crabby Dumbledore. Oh, and, and Dumbledore is crabby. Eric, that's the worst take you've ever had on this podcast. Dude, oh, he's a badass man. I'm sure. I'm sure the the hordes of of uh, of uh, Tolkien nerds that listen to our pod are going to be pissed. Well, at least a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's so average. First of all, first of all, if you read the books, Dumbledore. It's kind of a dickhead to most no, I, people. I just said Dumbledore is a dick, and I think that uh, Gandalf's more of a dick. In, okay, let's talk about this another day, because I'm going to come through the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys, let's move on to uh, this week's metal stand, okay? So this week on the metal stand, um, uh, Jim, what happened on last week's metal stand? Uh, like, uh, man, dude, I like forgot to do the post on, on what topic stoner movies, bro. <laughs> so I think I smoked a little too much weed and, uh, and I, you know, jumped full head, head first into the stereotype, didn't do the results. So I don't know, but I think we can all assume that it's, is it, would be like best days and confused. Yeah, no pineapple yeah. express. Pineapple Express is what we wanted. Well, the world may never know, but we know those are our top three, and it's a perfect category to forget to, to get the real results for. So we'll move on. Yeah. This week on the medal stand, we are going to pick the all-time greatest reality TV show. Sweet. Ooh. Now, reality TV is everywhere. I'm sure a lot of our listeners, like me, have watched a bunch of trashy Netflix reality TV, which seems to be a new cash cow for Netflix, where they put a bunch of beautiful people in swimsuits, they fill them up with booze, they give them some kind of weird rule, they can't see each other, they can't touch each other, they can't speak the same language, you name it, and then they have them all have a couple kumbaya moments, a couple sexy hookups, and then somehow someone wins like $8,000. (laughs) And they're like... This is life-changing, man. Yeah, they're like, we're going to be in love forever. And then it's like, I find myself like looking to see if they're still together and they're not. It's like, dude, if you had just been paid, you know, $9 an hour throughout all the filming of this show, you'd have made more money. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. So here we go. Reality TV. Anyone want to start with their first reality TV show they're putting up for this? Well, I'll just go, I'll just go super OG because this stuff, you know, like Eric said, I was going to high school in the early eighties. Um, and then (laughs) no, um, like the real world is like the OG show that kind of started reality TV and, um, they dealt with like real problems that people were having. And, you know, the show kind of became a caricature of itself, like over time. Uh, but like the original real world was super entertaining. It was very like viral um, in the sense of a lot of people were watching it. And it was also MTV's um, veer off course to not show music videos ever again. So I'm I'm going to nominate the real world. Um, And the real world was so important for a generation of young people um, and maybe more than one generation of young people. 
to experience different people that were not like them. And so at a time where being gay or being black or being um, trans or being Jewish or having AIDS, having AIDS, you know, like there were people that were, you know, maybe not to you or to me, or maybe even to us um, were different, but they were introduced in a human way and they made real friendships and they had, you know, dramatic moments and they made impacts in people's lives and they showed the world that diversity was, you know, important and real and that people are different. And I just think it was like a, a, a show that changed the world more than people would ever give it credit for. Yeah. Agreed. And, and the, a lot of these people, like they laid their lives bare before a national audience right? Which wasn't really done before. Um, and like celebrities had that done, uh, but not just like your everyday, you know, you know, Joe or Susie, you know, that decided I'm going to live my life publicly um, in that regard. So it was definitely like groundbreaking from that standpoint. For sure. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And I want to actually piggyback on that. I don't want to propose this as a different show, but I want to pose this in the same category, maybe like a, a slash, uh, the challenge. Okay. Which yep. has come from real world that continues as a big show on MTV. Even today, it's been going on for a long time. Um, it's pretty much, they took the, the biggest hotheads and the, the funniest and the most entertaining people from all of the seasons. And then they like pumped them up with steroids and booze. And then they like, just like hook up and fight and do incredible, interesting challenges to win money. I love yeah, that show. Yeah, the, the real world road rules challenge, I think was the first one. I didn't right? sell it enough with how I described it. The show is actually really good. Like the, the, when they decided, cause so the real world spawned the road rules, right? And then they eventually had, the real world and the road rules people compete in an initial challenge. And it was phenomenal TV. It was unbelievably watchable. It was so great. I well, love it. Was every just like, did you ever want to see this star that you liked from one show, um, get drunk and have sex with this star that you liked on your other show? Yes. And it yes, was I like, yes, I guess I do want that. Do you guys have any moment from real world or the challenge or road rules or any of them that you remember? Yes. Uh, I'll call one. Well, yeah. One specific event out was the first year of the challenge. The, the whole idea was that they were going to vote out the, the, like three of the captains were going to vote out whoever they thought should go home that week. And like, there was like a numerical scoring system and the guys like got together for about 10 seconds and we're like, all right, so here's the thing. Whoever has the lowest score is going to go home and we're not going to vote on it. Sound good? And everyone's like, yep. Whoever performs the worst and gets the lowest score is going home. And the girls were like, uh, no, we're going to meet and vote on it. And it was just like this interesting dichotomy on the the differences in the way like the competition worked uh, between the two species. So that was one of the things I remember the most. That's funny. I would say the greatest moment in the history of real world and road rules. And any person who has watched knows that I'm right about this. It's the challenge and it's the competition between CT and Johnny Bananas when mm. they are tied back to back and they have to like pull the other person to a trash can. Have you, you guys have for sure seen this, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's like warriors in a fucking 
his coliseum. It's crazy. He picks him up on his back, does this weird robot power walk, and just tosses a giant roided out muscular man across the thing into the trash can to win. It is a sight to behold. It is one of the finest athletic performances in human <laughs> history. I think that the challenge in road rules, if it's not in the top three, I'm off the show. <laughs> CT is incredible. Yes. All right, so Jim, you want to put the challenge in the top three? No, I want to put real world slash the challenge. Okay. Okay. Same show from people. They've been doing it forever. I think that that combination needs to be for sure in the top three. I agree. I, let's just put it in right now. I got a star on it. We're done. I feel like I'm going to shift gears to something only I like, but this is the only thing I really want to throw in. And it comes from a different part. It's the reality competition shows, okay? So there's been a ton of them. Yeah, oh, I know, I know which one you're going to put in there. Oh, baby. Look, there was a time when this Initial, show... Was, initials are TC. <laughs> when... This was so essential that ever, like, the, the viewership was massive on this show. And it brought, like, chefs to the front stage and made them kind of, like, into the celebrity chef thing. And it made you realize that, like, if you go to a restaurant that has a great chef, you're probably going to have a great meal. And it's it's Top Chef. Did you guys ever, ever get into a single season of Top Chef? I don't know. Is this one where, like, they, like, compete like a – like an amateur chef versus like one of their. No, mates. no, this is like a season. So they, they'll get like, you know, 10 chefs and then they all live in a house together and then they go through, you know, these quick fire challenges and then the main challenge and then someone's eliminated based off the judges. Right. So somebody wins top chef is named top chef, gets all this money, usually goes on to have like a bunch of restaurants and like the winners of top chef are now some of the most famous restaurant tours in the world. Um, no, I've never watched it, but it sounds cool. Um, there's no way in hell it's better than beating Bobby Flay, but I will no. allow. Beating Bobby Flay is just like a one-off goofy. This is like appointment viewing. When people were into this, you like had to watch it live. It was a big deal. Okay. So I'm going to nominate Chopped. No, I'm oh, kidding. I, I'm kidding. I only did that because I know you hate that show. Chopped I appreciate that. You got me. You fully got me razzed up. <laughs> you, I love it. I got your blood pressure up for like a half a second there. Just a blip. Um, one of the, uh, the main show I wanted to nominate is nominated. So I'm good on that, but I wanted to call out like a one-off show that was really captivating for one season. And I think it was like the, it, it's sort of like the original, uh, uh, bait and switch show. Like uh, a lot of these newer shows are, and that was Joe millionaire, which was, they took this guy who was like a carpenter from California and they posed him as some like wealthy millionaire dude that owned a castle and he rode on a horse and all of these girls thought they were marrying a millionaire and then come to find out he has to tell them that he's not and do they still love him? And turns out they don't. Um, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was like a great, great fucking show that uh, had, America captivated for, you know, 10, 12 weeks um, as they tried to like, you know, put a little spin on the bachelor. Well, that's funny. I mean, that's kind of ahead of its time, right? You look at what's happening now with reality TV on Netflix and stuff. And it's like, okay, let's just come up with one good twist and do the same shit. And that's what they did originally. 
Okay, guys, I'm going to just rapid fire some shows at you, and maybe we can figure out a top three. I'm going to start with Survivor, okay? Oh, my gosh, Survivor. They're in teams. They're in tribes. Your torch has been put out. You're off Snuff. the island. Richard, he's he's naked. He's naked. Richard's naked, but he was playing the game. He wins, right? I don't know much about Survivor. You I can find either. a stallion, and then you can't be eliminated ever. You make it to the last vote person off the island. Survivor, okay? Couldn't yeah. care less. Never just, got I into it. I get it, but we're going to have to be into these shows for them to make the top three, and we're not. We're not into that. The Amazing Race. It's a mom and a daughter. It's a father and a son. It's a boss and secretary. It's an uncle and nephew. It's, it's a husband and wife. Yeah. It's baseball players, and they are running around the globe looking for clues. It's like the movie Rat Race, which I'm not sure it came before or after. I didn't watch this ever. Did you guys? Nope. Never did. I, I think I got into like a half a season once and I'm like, it's just the same thing over and over. Like, I, I, I it's just not that exciting. Okay. How about this one? Um, all right, guys. Uh, we want to make the real world, but it's going to be more surveillance and less sexy. Big it's brother. Big brother. <laughs> and it's mostly for 65 year old women. Yeah. Never, I never that. watched it. All I'm right. Sure this one. This one probably should be on there, but I'm not going to put it on there because I've never watched it. That's The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Right. Real the, most, the most I've ever paid attention to The Bachelor and The Bachelorette was three months ago when we were doing The Blind Bachelor. Other than that, I haven't at all. Which was okay. an epic segment. It did how, work. How about this one? Um, you think that we're doing the, the good work, but really and truly we're just... Um, Promoting more racist beliefs. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Ah. I, love, I love cops, but it's just a terrible show. It's trash. It's just, it's so bad. It's not very appropriate. It's watching people at their absolute worst, and it's just really terrible television. I don't feel good enough to put cops in our top three. No. That, cops is for people who are generally piles of shit to feel good about themselves. Yeah. Um, how about this one? Um, all right, you can move on to the next round if you just eat this giant pile of elk penis. Ooh, Fear Factor, Fear Factor. great That's show. Uh, I would say it's not a top three worthy show, though. No, probably not. Damn, okay, how about this one? Hey, loser guys. You want to learn how to pick up a girl? Well, learn from this guy, Mystery, the greatest pickup artist of all time. You know, all you have to do is wear more necklaces and wear flame shirts and wear mascara and fedoras. Hitch? No, it was called The Pickup Artist. Oh, oh never watched it. <laughs> Can I nominate a serious one real quick? I need to, yeah, go, let's, let's, okay, go ahead. So this was a this was a show that was like incredibly popular in the 2000s. Um, died off because of some uh, DUIs from one of the hosts. But um, Extreme Makeover Home Edition, oh, yeah. I thought that was, was a, a good show. that was a pretty good show with like a really good message. Oh, um, Didn't he get in some hooker trouble and stuff? Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, he had like a DUI and like a bunch Ooh, of other things. That bus. Yeah, I thought that show was really well done and they really tried to help families now whether or not like you know abc ended up like screwing over those families and being like oh here's your tax bill for two hundred ninety thousand dollars you know after we gave you a free house 
um, remains to be seen. But I thought like the message overall was really positive. They they found families that were in like you know desperate need of some help or people that were you know doing really good things that could use a little uh, pick me up. So I I really enjoyed watching that show. Hmm. Yeah. What about uh, American Idol? Ooh, that's a good one. Did you watch American Idol? I watched oh. seasons and years and years of the show. Yes, I did. Mostly for Simon. <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, now it's all a retread, and because it's no longer essential, people don't watch it. Nobody gives a fuck. If people aren't, if no, if everybody's watching it, then I want to watch it. If not, then nobody wants to watch it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I would nominate American Idol to be in our top three. I think it should. I think it deserves to be there. Okay. Eric? What do we have? What do we have? I, I have a feeling Top Chef isn't going to make it. So right now we just have Real World and The Challenge and then American Idol. So we have two. Um, Jersey want, Shore. Put Top Chef on there. I Oh, Jersey Shore is freaking good, though. I mean, I mean, Jersey letter. Shore took the world by storm. Yeah. Ooh, Jersey Shore might have to be on there. I'm sorry. I mean, it's the first time a person named himself like a verb, you know, or whatever <laughs> it was. D, Vinny, Snooky, Sammy Sweetheart, Ronnie. Who am I missing? The Ronnie letter. Dude, my guy. Who I can't remember. Situation. Vinny, Vinny. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. I like Vinny. I could relate yeah, yeah. to Vinny a little bit more than yeah, the rest yeah. of them. I mean, this is a this is a must watch. Jim Tanning Laundry. Can uh, we talk about uh, The Hills, though? I mean, ooh, that was, a, was that a reality show? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. So what was the first one? Not The Hills. Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach. Yeah, Laguna Beach might have to be on there. Laguna Beach was out of control incredible. Man, I love Laguna Which is Beach. the one with Justin Bobby? That's The Hills. Okay, then I like The Hills better. Well, but they're, that's sort of like the real world and the challenge. Like They kind of segued into yeah. one another. Do you, uh, James, do you re- regret not naming either of your kids Justin and Bobby? <laughs> well, I had the chance. I mean, that sucks that I missed my fucking chance. Justin Bobby is maybe the greatest name of, in the history of the world. JB, the original Justin JB. I think that I think that's got to be it. The Hills, Laguna Beach, and the Hills has got to be in our top three. Should I just also make that one like a hybrid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want more people to be into this one. So Laguna Beach slash the Hills, Real World slash the Challenge, and American Idol top three. I love that's it. A, that's a pretty solid top three. And I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't feel too uh, controversial about any one no. of those three. I feel good about it. And then it. everybody that follows my Instagram or our Instagram that's over like 45 is going to comment, "What's up? Where's the amazing race?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, uh, nobody watches CBS. Everyone over 45 is going to say, there's no way. This list is bullshit. No Survivor, no Big Brother, no Amazing Race. It's yeah. like CBS doesn't even exist. What about yeah. the biggest loser? <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Hello, Jillian Michaels. He's a massive star. Yeah, I, I feel good about this list, guys. I like it. Let's do it. I think actually gonna post it this time. This is the first list we've actually like fully agreed on where we thought Lock it in. there was no controversial. Yeah. Alright, I'm, I'm locked it in. I'm gonna get it posted now so that it gets out there for people to vote on. Okay, I have a question Perfect. for you. Okay, I'm asking you a real question. I don't know the answer to. 
do you have to choose one that's that's the correct answer? Um, no, it's just on Instagram. There's it's still just a vote, like it's a poll. But I have to pick one to be a right answer. Oh, because it's like you have to do it like a quiz, but then you still see how many people picked each one. Yeah, it forces you to make them select a right answer. Otherwise, it's a binary, and it's this or that. Mm. And I'm not going to do like a fucking tournament for it. So okay, yeah. So it's all good. It's a little confusing, but people get it now. All right, guys, metal stand. Can't wait. Let's do this. Real world, the challenge. Laguna Beach, the hills. American Idol. It's official, and that's all the time we have this week on the Nordies podcast. We'll be back with a real quick little draft. I'm sorry, schedule dropping. Viking schedule dropping sportscast special. A little quick guy. So if you like sports, you like the Vikings, Skull Vikings, come back for that one later in this week. Um, but other than that, that's all the time we have. Uh, thanks for listening. Spread the word about the Nordies podcast. We're all stuck at home, and you guys could uh, share it with your friends, your family. Send it in an email. Post it on social media. Whatever you got to do, help spread the word about your favorite podcast, the Nordies podcast. So until next week, thanks, guys. It has been real.